Today's episode is brought to you by the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries, and 4M Plumbing of Washington, Iowa, as well as Rob Moore, your live of Livestock Risk Management Partners in Minneapolis. Well, we're doing a, a Coach of the Year awards. We've got the 2A Coach of the Year, Coach Borison, on with us. Also, we got Scotty Melvin with us. Welcome to the program, fellas. Maybe I should put the speakerphone on there. There we go. Now everybody can hear you. Well, are you there, Scotty? Yeah, I'm here. Well, Scotty, um, you and I were at one of the best games we ever saw in our lives uh, Friday night uh, down in Minneapolis. Why don't you uh, go ahead and uh, uh, ask the coach your first question? Okay. Well, Coach Borson, it's a pleasure to speak with you after uh, what I consider maybe the best performance I've gotten to see this season. I've been to a game every Friday night all fall long, and, and that was probably the most intense, exciting uh, football game I attended this year. And uh, I, I guess I'd just like to ask, uh, now that it's it's done, the season's over, and you got to play as many home games as a team can possibly play, and you've had a few days, a couple days to reflect on it. How are you feeling uh, about this team and what they accomplished this year? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's definitely a, uh, you know, it, it's bittersweet. Uh, extremely proud of how the kids played uh, on Friday night in particular. Um, you know, it was a it was a heck of a high school football game. And, and the, re- the resiliency of our kids, I think, kind of, um, you know, really showed out. Um, you know, it could have been easy for us to fold in the tents there uh, at a couple different stages in the game. But... Our kids kept battling and they kept swinging, and they really, this is kind of that 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 personifies what this group to me is all about. Um, you know, not the biggest, not the strongest, not the fastest, but uh, you know, maybe some of the toughest kids and and maybe some of the more stubborn kids you've ever seen. So, uh, you know, all in all, I was I was really proud of of our team. Uh, I was proud of the prep we put in for the week. I was, I was just. It was such a great atmosphere on Friday night for a football game. Monticello, you know, brought a ton of people. Their kids and people from all over Southeast Iowa there. Our fans were were locked in and into it. And you know, just a, a great atmosphere on Friday night between two really good football teams. Uh, you know, and uh, unfortunately, when you look back at it, I think you know it's, you wouldn't like to see any team lose. But um, you know, they they made a few more plays than what we were able to do, and. Uh, you know, uh, Preston Reese is an outstanding football player, uh, offense, defense, blue wise. And, uh, it was just a little bit too much of him. And, and, uh, you know, there are other guys do a real nice job as well, too. So, you know, then a roundabout way to go back and answer your question, you know, you look back at it, you're proud, um, you're sad. I, I think the thing that's probably the hardest part is, you know, it's, it's on Monday, you know, what are we going to do after school? Cause we've been with these guys every day after school and hanging out and, practicing and just being being around these guys it's it there's there's definitely an empty void um when it comes to that and i think that's what you miss the most not necessarily the the big games or this or that it's just the daily interactions with the kids um and you know seeing them grow as young men all right well uh um we got to start somewhere uh and that somewhere uh for me is a defensive line i thought they played really good i thought they stepped up got some turnovers got some pressure uh, uh, made some contact uh, um, with the running backs as they're coming through. Uh, tell me about these guys and the front four. Yeah, you know, our, we kind of rotated 
rotated some guys through there. Uh, you know, I thought they did a nice job. Monticello has a has a really solid offensive line. I think they don't get enough credit probably for how good they are. Uh, a bunch of experienced, tall, lanky guys uh, that move their feet well, and so that presents some challenges. Um, but I thought our kids battled hard. Uh, Cal Vork and and Gavin Hallgren and uh, and Parker Lang in particular, those, those three guys, they were in on a bunch of plays. Uh, each one of them had a couple tackles for loss. Uh, you know, they, they did a good job defeating blocks when they could. Uh, and ultimately, a lot of it just came down to hustle plays. Uh, you know, that we may have been blocked initially and we may have spun out, we may have turned, uh, you know, may have done this or that and, and able to, to, through just really great effort, make plays in the backfield. Well, uh, um, I noticed this kid, uh, Kyle uh, Vorwick, I think is his name. Uh, I was calling him Kyle the Green Mile. Uh, he seems like a round guy, recruitable player. Uh, uh, tell me a little bit about his ability and uh, what do you see him do? I, I know he got a fumble, I think, in that game. Yeah, yeah. Kyle picked up a fumble. Uh, he's, you know, he's somewhere in the neighborhood of 24, 25 tackles for loss this season. I don't have the stats in front of me, but. You know, I would say every game he is, you know, he's, he's back there with two or three tackles for loss every single game. Uh, and he is a kind of a combination of things. Uh, he's exceptionally quick off the ball. He's low off the ball on defense. Uh, he's he, he has a nice counter move to getting blocked. He uses a spin move a lot of times or a club over. Uh, you know, a guy for us that is, I mean, we threw him in there when he was a, a freshman, a little, a little baby little freshman out there at, at left guard because we had everybody out with COVID for the first game of the year and in, uh, in 2020 and or 2019 it would have been in, or 2020 yeah. and anyways uh, you know he, he was in there for, for that since that whole time and has, has just gotten better and better and better and better and uh, you know offensively and defensively he's been a yeah he's been a starter since his freshman year and I think he's, he's one heck of a player uh, a real leader on the team as well too uh, and it, it was is very much enjoys a good nickname, so I like Kyle the Green Mile. The Green Mile, it's like you know, kind of like a death sentence to go near him. To be honest, with I you. like it. He's a he, killer. He's big and strong, but uh, uh, there was a, a Woods kid. Uh, I thought, uh, or, or let me see. I'm looking at this roster a little That's bit. But, uh, who else on the defensive line should we talk about before I turn it back over to Scotty? Yeah, I mean, I I think all of those guys, you know, and we had some other guys that that maybe didn't play. I mean, that rotated in Joey Glendening and Logan Morian and, and Jackson Woods, all kind of. Jackson Woods, yeah. Of, I thought he, 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 he played pretty good in the game. Yeah, Jackson's a tough kid. He's a big, strong kid. Uh, tough kid to move, did a nice job, uh, you know, plugging some holes up in there. Sometimes with our D linemen, their tackles might not, their tackles might be a little bit deceiving. If they're taking up and gobbling up a double team, then that opens the gate for, you know, the linebackers behind them to, you know, in theory, be able to tackle. All right, Scotty. Um, uh, I left the linebacker stuff to you. You got any linebacker comments or questions? Well, yeah, that's kind of where I was going next. Uh, <laughs> since we're talking defense, and and I agree, there's a, a lot. And I noticed um, Kyle was some spin moves, some real nifty stuff there on the line. But like you said, numbers wise, we expect, especially for Mediapolis with the linebacking core you guys have, with uh, especially Chet and, and Alton, to really be gobbling up those tackle numbers. And generally, Chet's the leader there. But as I'm looking at the stats from the from the uh, game Friday night, Alton is your leading tackler. 11 and a half tackles I'm seeing on bound. Uh, he had the one big interception there. Um, 
and we had talked about those guys before the game. My own my own theory was that a lot was going to depend on how those guys contained Preston. And yes, we knew he was going to get his yards and account for some scores, but if they could keep him corralled somewhat, you guys had a chance. And I felt like even with the big numbers he put up, that's largely how it kind of played out. You guys had a chance at the end. Um, your defense did enough to, to keep you guys in the game, and, and Alton really went off. And I, um, how, how key were the linebackers Friday night and all season for you guys uh, with that talent you got there uh, to the success that you had this year? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're really the heart of the defense in a lot of different ways. Um, and we ask them to do a lot, you know, whether you're, you know, you're running with vertical routes, you're filling a hole, you're, you're taking on a kick block, whatever, whatever it might be. There's a lot that we put on their plate. Um, and, you know, Alton and Chet, you know, have, have really done a nice job throughout the season. I'll throw Max Ortiz in there. I thought he had a really solid game at our, our weak yeah. side backer um, as well. But, you know, Chet's been a mainstay in there uh, for, you know, since halfway through his freshman year. He's been in there the whole time. Uh, I I believe he I believe he became our all-time career tackles leader on Friday night. I'm not 100% sure, but uh, if if he's not the all-time, he's second. Um and, uh, you know, I think it just – he does a nice job with there. And he was definitely a focal point of – if you in going back and watching the film, you can see one or two guys trying to wow. account for Chet uh, pretty much the entire game. That opened Alton up, I think, for uh, maybe to be less blocked than what he normally is. And, and, you know, that's kind of what we do on defense. It's a team game. So, you know, if somebody's getting a, double, a lot of double teams and somebody else got to fill in for that person and, and all did a great job with that. The heck of an interception he had uh, was in on a ton of different plays. Um, tackle wise, I thought did a nice job flowing side to side um, when it was a, you know, a run away from him. And then when it was run to him, I thought he did a nice job of coming up and getting off blocks and filling in the hole. Uh, you know, an, another really talented linebacker and a real talented player uh, for us. Really, a guy that's gotten better and better all year, and and he's been dealing with some injuries just like just about everybody else, and has battled through that. And uh, a real smart, instinctful player, uh, and and I was happy with, with with how he performed. But you're right, you're going up against a guy that is, I mean, he's really good, and it, it's hard. Uh, he does a lot of things well, as, as this Preston Reese does, and you know, throws a really nice ball. I think that was one of the things that we were probably a little bit. It's hard to kind of gauge on tape how good of a how good of a passer is he? Uh, yeah. He definitely passed. He definitely passed the eye test um, for yeah. for us in, in the warmups and, and during the game. Like the, the dude can sling the ball, and he is a load when he runs it. And uh, our guys battled and battled, but I mean, we were kind of running on fumes there at the end. Well, uh, uh, you talk uh, normally. We you know we kind of talk the running game to, to the receiving game, but I want to talk about the receiving game uh, on both sides of the ball. Uh, Scotty Melvin and I and Jeff Mills agree that we saw some of the best wide receivers and guys that could go out there and get a ball uh, uh, in high school we about ever seen. Uh, uh, you guys had uh, Aladdin's lamp, and I, I counted you rubbed him four times for big gains. Uh, but um, um, he was he had a little extra playoff rub on on him. He caught some more passes, but those were the big big ones. Uh, um, and and Scotty, you could join in on this. Uh, uh, well, I'm ask you first, Scott. What did you think of the receivers in this game? Well, I'll tell you what. There were two players that stood out, one on each side of the ball for me, that were just an absolute wow factor all game long, and they both wore number two. 
And of course, we're talking about Ty Tallman from Monticello and Aiden Nelson, uh, you know, from our Bulldogs there. And I said before the game, you know, you asked me about Aladdin's lamp. <laughs> and I'm like, we could use that magic tonight. And I, I don't know that I've ever seen one single player in the biggest game of the season come up with a more, I don't know, eye-popping and just all-out performance than Aiden Nelson did Friday night. And it was a spectacular thing to watch from the stands. I was impressed and so happy for him. Uh, man, that, that was one of the all-time great performances I've ever seen on a Friday night. It, it really was, and I don't know if I've—I don't know if I've seen a better individual catch than his the the one-handed catch when he was getting interfered with. Uh, that that was that was that was something. That was one hand the entire way. His left hand never never came into into play. Um, you know, Aiden's a guy that has man. He's put in a lot of work, uh, a lot of effort, and. Uh, you know, maybe didn't have the stats that everybody else does, but I, I would put him up there just with anybody. He, he runs good routes. He makes tough catches. And really, in the biggest games and at the biggest moments, really throughout his career is when he's played the best. Um, playoff games, uh, even when he was a sophomore in playoff games, like, like, had a great games. And last year, big games, he made big plays. And same thing this year. And, and I think that kind of it just kind of shows the, the, the competitor that he is. Uh, and, and the the type of talent that he has, but yeah, he made some great catches uh, and catches in traffic, uh, catches with people all over him, uh, all sorts of different things. Did a wonderful job. Well, go ahead, Scotty. Well, yeah, that catch you're talking about that was kind of almost right in front of me from where my vantage point was uh, up there with Jeff Mills at the top of the bleachers, and I'm telling you, he was getting interfered with and everything else, and he was kind of having to use the one hand one offhand to thin that defender off a little bit so he could make a play on the ball, which he did, <laughs> snagged it, one-handed. I'm going to tell you, uh, as I'm getting older, I don't yell and scream too much at the games anymore. I just kind of clap and cheer and, and watch. But I was hoarse after that game. A lot of it was because of that one play. Right. Um, just, uh, <laughs> one that brought the crowd to their feet. The energy was electric. And, uh, you know, a lot of teenagers, understandably, in the big spotlight type like games like this, it's going to affect them mentally more negative than anything, but you got those handful that rise to the occasion almost seem like they want it. And he just seems like that kind of player. Cause uh, yeah, it was, his performance was just off the charts and I'm so glad uh, I was there to see it. I'll tell you that. And, like Dave and I were, were saying he didn't come out on top in this one, but you could have easily. And we thought the script was setting up that way when they joined that PAT right. last touchdown, but you know, it doesn't always go that way, but, I'd probably never, as a as a fan of any team in Southeast Iowa, been more proud of the team's performance because, like you said, and that was the perfect word to use. Uh, these guys are stubborn, and uh, they were a tough out in a game that I think a lot of folks across the state probably thought, you know, you guys were the underdog even at home. But uh, it was just, uh, man, that, that was a team performance for the ages, and and uh, we're we're just so proud of the dogs. <laughs> it was it was amazing. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's those are those are very kind words, and I I think our kids um, and we have a lot of kids that didn't shy away from big game and uh, making big plays, and and uh, you know, we're 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 in there till the end. Well, uh, Drew Miller played a great game. He punted great. He pinned him in down at the one and or or near there a couple times. Uh, um, you know, he's punting the ball. He's throwing the ball well. He's handing off the ball well. He's running the ball well. Uh, what? Can you just give me what was your opinion of his performance? Well, I I 
I it was it's really hard to put into words um, how much Drew has grown uh, as a as a player uh, and as a young man uh, throughout his career. Uh, and and he battled last night or he battled on Friday night. I was he stepped in and made great throws uh, over and over and over again. Uh, made throws where he got hit, and I think you know whether it be uh, a, a few of these. You know, if you watch from the end zone view of the game, you can see him like laying on the ground watching, you know, watching to see if this ball is going to be completed or not. Uh, so he stood in there and, and he took shot after shot. Uh, and his toughness, I think, really, really kind of showed up um, on Friday night, made great plays, ran the ball well. You know, was dealing with a little bit of a shoulder injury in the third quarter. And I'll be darned like he was you were going to keep rolling and, uh, you know, keep pushing and keep battling. And then. You know, like I said, kept around the ball, kept making throws. And then, I mean, his punting is, I mean, I think it, uh, enough has been said about it. He, he's really, really good. And, um, like, the punts that he has, I mean, when you don't think he hits it clean and it's still 50 yards, you know, and, and a lot of times he's not trying to kick it as far as he can. He's trying to directionally kick it here or there uh, to allow our coverage guys to get down there. Um you know, super talented, and and I was really proud. When you have big games, yeah, you expect your your big time players to show up, and and Drew did a great job. Well, Scotty, you mentioned before the game we're going to get to see an Iowa recruit and a Georgia recruit. Uh, um, so uh, go ahead uh, with your question, I guess. Well, uh, I I think I'm more full of comments than questions, but I want to piggyback on on what you guys are talking about there about Drew's performance. We know we, you're going to get out of him as a as an NFL. Uh, NFL, I call it NFL caliber punter. I'm watching a game right now as we're speaking, and Michael, like, well, I've seen better punting in Mediapolis, but, um, <laughs> and that's a fact. But um, his quarterback, and he's a great athlete overall. I mean, your, your great athletes are going to be able to do a little bit of everything really well. And he's, as a senior, been your quarterback all year. We heard in the stands from folks that are Mediapolis people that have been at every game that said they, they felt like it might have been his best quarterbacking performance of, of the uh, season. And I can't disagree with that. Uh, his numbers were good, but I mean, it was just, like you said, watching how it unfolded because there was, he was having pressure put on him. You guys were going up against a good defense. Uh, there was a couple hits he took that, you know, a big lineman fell on him really hard and, and you know, it had to hurt. Um, but he made, I mean, he put balls on the money. That's all there is to it. So, yes, Aiden and, and crew were making the catches. Uh, Chad had the one nice catch and run there. But it was because they had the opportunity to do it because the way he was throwing the ball. I think that's what stood out to me most about his performance. I mean, yes, we have we have the oohs and ahs from the punts, uh, the way he places the ball, or when it's a long one, the way he can put the hang time up there. But I think I was most proud of his quarterbacking Friday night because it was just stellar. Yeah, it, 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 it really was. And I think, you know, Drew's, Drew's been – I mean, anytime I think you're a first-year starter at quarterback, you're going to go through some ups and downs um, and be just and, – and we didn't throw a lot, and, and that's the other thing. So, you know, we may throw four or five times a game, some games, if the running game is going well. And, you know, you don't get a lot of reps in there, but we always knew and, and when we practiced the heck out of it you – know, you know, whether it be seven on seven drills or full team passing or just individual routes and every single day. And sometimes I think the kids are like, what are we doing? We never throw it anyways. Well, we're wasting our time, but uh, the, the practice and the reps and, and, and the continuing to work on those things all, all paid off, uh, you know, all definitely paid off for us. And, you know, 
I was really proud of Drew as, as just kind of stepping up and, and understanding. Uh, there's a lot of communication that goes into, you know, when you're, you're calling, the, like I'm calling the plays. He's at trying to execute the plays, but the the communication that we have, I think Drew is one of the more, one of the smartest football individuals I've ever been around. Um, his feedback, his like the his thoughts, uh, you know where he's at, the vibe that he's getting from the other kids is spot on, and and he's grown a lot and and grown a lot and improved a lot and put a lot of time and effort into working into not only his punting but his throwing and his um, and, and really the leadership aspect of, of that as well too. Well, Coach, uh, we're down to uh, – we're getting a little short on time. There's a couple uh, – we, we need to talk about the running game, and I want to ask you a little bit about some halftime adjustments because uh, 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 you came out like a uh, like a, a house on fire in the second half. Yeah, you know, the halftime adjustments, there's really no magic words that you can say. Um, our halftime adjustment was everybody take a deep breath, okay, relax, Um Let's think back to the end of the um, think back to the end of the, the the second half, and you know we were able to punch that one in there, and then you know so we knew we could do it, uh, but we also needed to focus on some real specific things, and they're not eye opening, but like we had to block better, we had to try to get their linebackers blocked, especially their two insides, come any way, shape, or form possible, and we had to make sure we tried to tackle better. Uh, we had too many guys slipping off. Of Reese, and I thought we did that well in the third quarter, and we got a little bit tired in the fourth. And um, you know, he was he was able to slip through some. But you know, a lot of times, you know, you can you can give all the rah rah or the you know the the speech that sounds really good on a on a movie or whatnot, or you can just go back to the basics and say, listen, let's refocus on where we're at. We're going to block better. We're going to tackle better. We're going to keep playing hard. Keep playing together. Keep playing as a team. Um, and we always talk about play after play after play. It's a football game's a series of 160 individual plays. So one after the other after the other and flush, you know, flush the bad, flush the good and off we go. So, and, and our kids responded well with that. And I think you know, that to me, it goes right to our seniors. Uh, they're the ones who were the, the definite vocal leaders in the locker room at halftime and the ones that kind of got us rallied and moving in the right direction. We got anything else, Scotty? Um, not really. I just want to say congratulations on a, a great season. And, you know, everybody wants to go to the Dome. I mean, I'm sure every kid that straps on pads in August is thinking, you know, what if or whatever. But you take it one game at a time. And I think it's a pretty special thing to play as many home games as you can in a season, as deep as you can. And you guys accomplished that. Um, it, it was just, like I said, that game Friday night was one of the all-time best memories I've had. <laughs> being at a football game so got to thank the kids for treating us fans to that it was it was amazing they their performance was amazing and like you said we talked about Aiden Nelson loving the spotlight but you're right your entire team seemed to love it they didn't shy away from the pressure one ounce and uh you know it was just a, an all-out team effort that uh you can't say enough about every individual on the team and I did want to bring up one more player Grady Gunn because the way oh my god like, the Gatlin gun. <laughs> you know, I mean, he, he that you can tell sometimes by the way, a kid popping and playing that he knows the, the, how big the stage is, and he sure had that look Friday night. He was playing so good, I thought he was twins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he, he, and Grady's done a great job. I mean, I know we're short on time, but but Grady's 
Brady's a kid that you ask him to do a lot, and, and he has to cover classes and have to take on the, the run game and this and that. And, and uh, you got to give him a ton of credit. He's, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he is a tough, he is a tough dude uh, and a guy that's willing to, to throw his body weight around in there. Uh, and, you know, like a lot of these guys, I, I think part of the, the mindset and attitude that we have as a team, it's like, listen, it's another football game. Now, we've done – this will be the 11th one we've had this year. Uh, yeah, the stakes are higher, but it's still another football game. Let's go out and have fun, let it rip, see what happens, and not over, you know, overanalyze or overthink overthink this. But you know, you're right. When he when he kind of walked off the field there at the end of the game, you were just exhausted. Like it, it was exhausting and mentally and physically exhausting. I know our kids were spent, uh, but ultimately, while they were sad and and emotional, and you know, it comes to an end. I think they're very proud of where they were, you know, what they accomplished throughout this year. All right, Coach Borson, you got anything else you want to say before we let you go? No, I just want to, you know, I want to thank you guys, um, you know, for the support throughout the season. Uh, a, a lot of our guys, a lot of our guys tune in and listen. Uh, they enjoy it. They all want their own nickname. Uh, <laughs> tell them they have to earn it before they can just get a nickname. You have to earn it. But, uh, no, the support's been great. Uh, the, I was glad you guys were able to, to come down and, and, and watch the game Friday and, uh, yeah, you, you guys are doing a wonderful job. You're shining a light on Southeast Iowa football uh, and, you know, making kids feel special for doing something that they love and, uh, you know, making the, really the community proud about where, where they're at. So hats off to you guys for what you've been able to do. Well, I, I think Scotty can agree with this. Uh, you just don't see the game on TV like you do live, do you, Scott? No, that's why I got to go. You know, I'd love to get to see every kid play you know, from every program in this corner of the state every Friday, but I have to go to a game if at all possible. There's, just, there's no uh, substitute for it. All right. Well, uh, thanks for being with us, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thanks.